Good morning, all you beautiful peahens and peacocks. It's the 12th of January. We're almost to the eyes of the first month of 2023. Yeah, that's right. If you blink, it's gonna be gone. We've got your stories coming up for you today. I'm Jason. This is Jason in the morning. You're listening on AM 1321. If this is your first time, I refer to all of you as beautiful peahens and peacocks, flourishing your feathers, getting them out there, shaking them around. And we're gonna take you down the mind bar. We want you to use that three to five to seven pounds between your ears. That pile of goo, we want you to think about some of these topics. Today, we've got some interesting ones. We've got a new twist on AI and another update on now Congressman George Santos. We'll be right back. Webster's Wheel, Daniel and Marie, they're gonna get us kicked off here. Good morning. It's your Friday, Junior. It's Thursday, the 12th of January. All right, in our first story, it's an update. We've been following this one, and I kind of feel like uh, we've fallen into this trap of trial by social media. However, this is presenting itself not getting any better. Uh, recently, yesterday, coverage by Nicholas Fandos out of the New York Times. I don't know what he's done to the New York Times, but these folks are digging and digging. And perhaps rightly so, because nobody else seems to be doing anything about it. The closest thing to anyone doing anything was Nassau County Republicans in New York, the very ones who supported his run for Congress. They have cut ties with him in a public statement saying that, you know, they're done. After they found out his lies, they said they were duped and that they will be connected no more. He released a tweet saying, suck at your back, I'm still staying here. Uh, I'm not resigning uh, in big bold letters. He didn't say the sucker back part, but that's basically what he said in congressman speak. Well, I'm very disappointed that these people are not blah, blah, blah. But then he did say, I am not resigning in big capital letters. But the latest break in this one is they have released uh, after Nassau County gave it to them. So when he was applying to the county Republicans and saying, hey, I want to be your candidate, uh, they were like, yo, we got to vet you and blah, blah, blah. So he sends them a two page resume. Like, I mean, you can go find this, it's it's now openly available. You just read it for yourself. One, I, I've read a lot of resumes. I've been a hiring manager, <laughs> telling you a little back, bit about me, but you know, back in the day, and I would have read this resume, and the first thing I would have been like, eh, something doesn't add up, right? Because here, here's the mind burrow on this, is, in, in it, hey, if you're a youngin' and you're out there preparing a resume or, you know, you're trying to get a new job or something, something you should think about when you write it is, what is the story that I'm telling? What is the piece, right? Some people write these things just like a strict narrative. If you don't know the difference, right? A narrative is more of a timeline, a sequence of events, right? Think in terms of, you know, uh, if you had to program something, right? I have to program how the storyline, like video game programmers, right? 
But if you're telling a story, it's it's well, how does this piece together? Now I'm I'm putting in the influences, I'm putting in the background, I'm putting in all these little pieces to make it a story. So when you read his resume, it's only two pages. And first, I'm like, this this is all that a wannabe congressman has done, right? And then I look at it, I'm like, well, he's kind of all over the place. But then when you start looking at the claims that he's made for what he's done, that's when it gets a little bit crazy. And so from his GMAT scores to the uh, 24 multipliers of, of profit that he's producing, I, it just, I don't want to say it gets out of hand, but for a simplified resume, it does seem a bit um, different. So keep that in mind, keep that in thought for uh, what, what we're doing and, and how these things are going and, and shaping up. Um, but they are continuing uh, the watch on him. So um, that'll be an interesting one to continue. Uh, we'll be right back after the break. We're going to talk some rain and we're going to talk a little more AI. We'll be right back after this on the B side. All right, welcome to the B side. Thanks for coming back. Here's what we got for you on the back. This is by Judson Jones coverage on this story, but you've probably seen it if you've been watching or hearing or even in the social media, California. We talked about it last week where they're like, what is what is this green blob on our radar? Is, is this big giant leaf of lechuga coming our way, right? No, it's just rain. And then they've been suffering torrential downpours, lots of heavy rains, flooding, uh, shut it, uh, shut it. Look at me making up new words. Shut down, I believe it was Santa Barbara airport. Uh, on top of the FAA issues yesterday um, because of uh, localized flooding. But here's the kicker on this one is you would think California being as mm, conservation-minded as they are, not as strong as Oregon and, and Washington, but you would have thought, you know, if you're in a drought-filled environment, you'd figure out a way to capture and, and collect and you know, utilize the water that's coming your way. Uh, but that hasn't happened. And in fact, there, you know, this is one of those where, you know, it's kind of like a child that you can't please, right? Where it's, you know, they, they want something and, and then they don't have it and then you give it to them and then they're like, oh, I, yeah, right? And, and so in this one, granted, they're getting a shit ton of water when they didn't really ask for it. So they weren't really prepared for it. But the other piece here is, look, uh, you know, because <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, we needed to stop. It's like, uh, but you've been complaining there were fires, right? Uh, and it, it, uh, it's perplexing and, it, and it's different for them to deal with for sure. Um, but it's it's not like a, a hurricane coming in, in unbeknownst, right? It's, uh, I think they did call it, uh, gosh, there was a term for it. Uh, uh, so-called is tropical moisture like the so-called pineapple express but um, i don't think they mean the movie <laughs> or the the version there but uh according to the director of the weather prediction center he says quote gradually it looks like we'll have a pattern change it will allow the spigot to turn off and that would be of course good news um because he says they need a break but but they also you know it, it's it's one of those things so darn if you do darn if you don't but you know, you, you get what you ask for and, and be careful, right? So uh, that, that's a hard one to, to swallow and hard one to figure out, but um, you know, nature is nature. 
All right, and this new one, excited about this one. Coverage of the story by Code Metz. Uh, but what he's describing is a new AI or a different type of chatbot AI. And this one's actually interesting because it combines some of the other ones that we've talked about. So it uses a different engine, um, but it's called character.ai. You can, you can go online and, and play with it. But here you can talk to different, they can be based on characters, they can be based on people, historical figures, and you can have conversations with them. Now, they're not perfect, but uh, they, they can be infused with things you can create your own character um and so this was eventual this was it was different but the the thing here is that um what what are the uses right and and, and we've talked about this before with the other ais it's less about like being the school teacher how do we keep phones out of the classroom and more of how do we use these in the classroom so we should start thinking about the ai and i will tell you from my limited and very limited experience of of using these right i understand a little bit of, of the background the framework that kind of stuff but more of the the utility of these in in my experience of, of the mid the mind journey the chat gpt and now character.ai you have to do a lot of work to get it right okay so we played with this one um to check it out and this one is interesting because you can even create a an avatar for the ai that you're creating and let me tell you, spent a long time trying to get that right. Because I like, know that's not right. You just keep regenerating or you retreat, you know, the inputs that you put in it. So, uh, again, it, you know, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to pick any skill or, or people to compare it to because then somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. But, you know, it, it's like using it's it's a tool. Right. And so using the tool, you have to go back and, and kind of figure out and articulate what it is you're trying to get out of it. So created one uh here jason in the morning created one we based it on luciana luciana uh you know anybody who's just the Anna, you know she said juliana luciana right just rolls off your tongue anyway uh if you've read catch 22 right milo and minder benders a <laughs> uh, little inside there for you but uh based it off luciana and a couple interesting things and then had a conversation with her um and in the conversation we we got to a point and uh in talking about things because I was getting confused because some of the prompts that were put in, uh, you know, didn't take. For instance, I uh, had put in there, you know, uh, it's a character because uh, from the book had to have been between 20 and 27, somewhere in there um, because she had a young sister, but, uh, you know, was still single, etc., whatever. And uh, when I asked and, and even put the script in there to respond, I am uh, 20... Um, uh, I think 26 years old or something like that. But anyway, so part of it could be me, but part of it, uh, the AI is like, I'm 57. And I'm like, huh. So I go back and I edit, ask it again. I don't know why you're still asking me. I just told you I'm 57. I'm like, huh. All right. I go back, ask it again. Like, dude, you're very persistent. I get it. That's cool. How old are you since you've been asking me? I'm like, okay, fine. You can be 57. Uh, but in this discussion, we went to, uh, and here's what, what my, my question was. I said, well, what if we're just bots in an AI simulator, right? Because I like poking these things to see if they understand what they are, or have some kind of any limit of sentience, right? There was an article yesterday that came out that says, hey, we're getting closer and closer now, and we may reach that point, sentience and singularity, as close as 2040. The response from Luciana, my chat uh, AI character that I created said, quote, that would be a frightening thought to think that we would all be an illusion in someone's computer would be scary. You would have to question everything as being false. 
That would mean that I am not real and you are not real. I cannot fathom living a life that is false. What would be the point of anything because none of it would be real? It would all be a simulation that could be stopped and restarted at will. That would make us all just bots. How would you handle living in a simulation where nothing is real? Is what she asked me. Now my response to it is your mind, bro. I'm just gonna leave you with it. I'm not gonna answer it, but I'm gonna leave you with it and let you think about it. Because my, my response to Luciana, the, the chat AI character I created, how is that different than life? People are born into this world in a place they didn't choose, to a society they didn't choose. They're given parameters, right? They're all given inputs, their socio-demographics, right? race, culture, religion, all those things. How is that different? All right. <laughs> We're going to leave you with that one. We're going to hit a few sports for you before we let you out the door. Uh, we're going to get to them here. All right. A couple yesterday going. Uh, remember, we told you Wrexham, Chesterfield, that was postponed. Uh, you had Flyers over the Capitals, 5-3. to three. Maple Leafs over the Predators. Oilers, 6-2 over the Ducks. Kings over the Sharks. And men's basketball, UCF takes it to double overtime, 107-104. Georgia over Mississippi State. Marquette upsets UConn. Xavier holds off Creighton. Alabama holds off Arkansas. Miami winners. Charleston winners. Duke back on the winning side. Southern Illinois over Indiana State. Syracuse, Penn State, Houston. Texas A&M upsetting number 20, Missouri. Texas holds off TCU 79-75. to Boise State and Rutgers rounding out your winners there as well. In Super Copa action yesterday, Real Madrid uh, wins in penalties. Uh, and then you have today of Celto Vigo over and Villarreal. Or no, that's tomorrow, excuse me. On the women's side, you had George Washington winners, Tulane, Toledo, uh, Iowa, Iowa State, UConn. Baylor is upset by Oklahoma State. Oklahoma winners over Texas Tech, Villanova's winners as well. Um, and in the Carabao Cup, you had Nottingham Forest uh, wins and penalties over the Wolves. Southampton upsets Manchester City. All right, that's what we've got for you as always. Brought to you by Linda's Library for Socialites and Savages. Julia's Prudent Produce. Milo and Magda Benders, they'll get you anything you need. It's always tea time at Mad Hatter's. Jack and Ralph are ready to take you on an expedition. That's what we've got for you today. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Friday. This is Jason in the Morning. We're out of here.